Welcome to the Ashburnham Golf Club Members Podcast, where you can get to know some of our members, stay up to date with current affairs, and even hear from some of our staff members. Here's your host, your head PGA professional, Tom Davis. Hey everyone, good morning. Uh, well, it'll probably be afternoon by the time you listen to this because I'm going to put this out straight away uh, this afternoon. But 2nd of March, um, hopefully a little bit closer to uh, to getting out of lockdown. Uh, sitting in the shop here, pretty quiet, nobody about, really weird. Um, but I've got a pretty good guest on today and somebody who I think will be able to share some really, um, some really interesting things around uh, what happens uh, when the First Minister makes a decision and uh, I'd like to say a big welcome to Theo Baker from Wales Golf. Theo, how are you? Morning Tom, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. Um, thanks for thanks for inviting me on. Ah, so I, I've been looking forward to it. I'm sorry we uh, we couldn't get it uh, done last week. That would have been uh, that would have been quite nice but um, but no, I appreciate you keeping your diary open this morning. That's right. That's okay. I'd say that anytime I can uh, speak to to you and anyone at Ashburnham, I always I've always enjoyed it. And certainly throughout COVID, um, I think some of the members might recognise my voice from uh, from AGMs and, and the like during this time. Yeah, yeah. So what's just to give like all the members uh, or the listeners a bit of a background on you, Theo? What uh, like. Who is Theo Baker? What does he do? Um, and uh, yeah, just give us a bit of an insight into into who you are. Um, well, my role within Wales Golf is I'm a regional club development officer. Um, so that's probably not cleared anything up at all. But what that means is that uh, I, I, I'm i the lucky one. Uh, I get to look after clubs in Western Mid Wales, helping them grow the game from the bottom up. So helping junior programmes, new to golf, um, inclusive sessions and then I also get to work with the club from the top down so working on them from a business point of view um, helping support their governance their marketing you name it um, I probably don't know it and if I don't know it I'll find someone that does. Class so you know how long have you been working for Wales Golf? Well this May will be my ninth year of Wales Golf Um, at the age of 27 I started there um when I was in university, uh, through a very good mutual friend of both of ours, through Mr. Dan Farmer. Yeah. Um, he asked if I wanted some summer work, um, and that summer work lasted about four and a half years. Um, and I was lucky enough that a, a, a full-time position came up when I finished my master's, and I, I took it with both hands, and, um, well, there's, there's no sign of getting rid of me yet. <laughs> the, the, the way you go in, there's going to be, like, a statue of you outside the offices in Wales Golf. Nine years is <laughs> some effort, I tell you. No, I can't believe it. I mean, I'm only 27. Um, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, nine years. Um, and, I, to be honest, I've, I've loved every minute of it, um, mm. even even the last 12 months. Yeah. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a weird old uh, 12 months, seven and a little bit longer. But uh, as, as your... Has your role kind of like changed a lot over the years? Yeah, I started, when I started, I was just doing some some administration, just sort of a bit of a summer job during my time at university, helping with administration of new to golf. I then started uh, full time in the community role where I would, uh, the way we were structured at the time, I would look after West Wales, Mid Wales and South East Wales with their community projects only. Um, and then when my previous colleague Stuart left to join Radder as club manager, um, 
I managed to pick up the mantle and, and help out with club development. Um, so I get a real, real holistic view of what golf looks like. Yeah. Um, and, and, and as someone that's, I'm, as you know, um, I'm such a keen golfer myself. I feel so privileged to be able to do the job as well. Um, mm. There's not many people that get to work in golf. And I think those that do on the whole, they love it. Yeah. I think I, I've got to be honest as well. I think like, I've known you for a little while and I think you work like really hard and I'm not saying, I'm not saying it like just because you're on the podcast here. Like I remember one of the meetings we had in the clubhouse here, not long after I started and um, you got in and it, it must've been like nine thirty, ten o'clock. I was like, Theo, I'm sure I seen on Instagram like about nine hours ago that you were in Vegas <laughs> and you were like, yeah, I was, I was. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing here? <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not surprised. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 That was a, that was a trip. Jeepers. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like I said, I've, I've never really seen it as, as work. Mm. I don't think it's work when you enjoy it. Yeah. Um, work, work seems a, like quite a monotonous, boring way of describing mm. what you spend 40 plus hours a week doing. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, that was like fair, fair play, like dedication to the job and everything. That was uh, pretty impressive. <laughs> took took me straight back. into Burry Port. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> straight into Pembrey Airport and straight into Ashburnham. I love it. I love it. So, you know, like obviously the, the last 12 months for all golf clubs has been uh, mega difficult. Um, you know, I don't think anybody would have seen, uh, you know, see, seen it happening and it's taken a lot of golf clubs by surprise, taking a lot of golf pros by surprise as well, uh, me included. Um, like from from your perspective, how how do you feel like golf clubs have handled, you know, this whole pandemic and, you know, the issues with closing opening then closing and then not being able to you know be able to do certain things and all the restrictions which have surrounded golf clubs like from your perspective how do you feel like golf clubs have handled it i think clubs and the industry as a whole has been unbelievable um mm. the the work ethic uh, i know how busy club managers are you know damien i know how busy board members are um and I was very lucky. To, it took a pandemic that allowed me to create a really good relationship with those board members. And yeah. for the members listening, you, you're in very, very safe hands. Um, the whole the whole response has been incredible. They've worked so hard. Um, they've done everything. They've been clicking refresh on those government grants websites in the mornings to to make sure their club has the opportunity to to get some some revenue is it's been immense um yeah. i couldn't be really be proud of working in an industry just responded in the way it has mm. everyone seems to have towed the line and, and when people naturally have started to explore and extend to sort of the the limits of what they can and can't do clubs have clubs have stepped up and they've managed the situation incredibly well in obviously the most challenging time any of us have ever been through yeah i, I mean i i could i could be wrong here but um you know, to start off with, if you, if you had said to me a year ago or just over a year ago that, you know, over the next year, golf clubs are going to be closed for pretty much six months and there's going to be restrictions around how many members can play, where they can travel from. It's going to massively affect your green fees. Um, I, I would have said, you know, a lot of golf clubs, you know, would no longer be here. And I mean, I don't know if that's right or wrong, but I, I, haven't, I haven't heard of any golf clubs kind of, you know, going in there and 
it, it just shows you really how hard a lot of golf clubs must have been working behind the scenes and obviously working with you guys as well, which must have been a big help. Yeah, and do you know what, Tom? Um, in Wales at the moment, as we sit here today on the 2nd of March, no golf club has gone under. Um, and Wales Golf have actually had in the last six months two clubs apply to affiliate to Wales Club to Wales Golf. So oh, clubs wow. that weren't affiliated. So, um, you know, even those maybe uh, in smaller in size or with different objectives and, and, and purposes within the game, they've decided to come on board. So I would never have thought that either. Mm. I, I was I shared a very similar thought to you going into this. Yeah. Um, and, and that probably leads into how it's affected me a little bit is that I've been very fortunate. I've had a purpose throughout this pandemic. Mm. Um, I've seen close ones. Uh, my girlfriend, for example, be furloughed and, and it's robbed a lot of people of a purpose during this time. Yeah. Um, and I'm someone that thrives on having a purpose. And certainly for some of the more rural parts of Wales, you felt a, a real, I've felt a real drive to help ensure that golf remains there. Mm. Um, because in some of the little nooks and crannies in Western mid Wales, there's some fabulous little golf courses that provide a great purpose in the local community. And if golf doesn't survive, then that club doesn't survive there. And it's yeah. probably in today's climate, it's unlikely that it would ever come back. So yeah, it's been it's been amazing to hear all the stories of yeah. the membership and uh, like with certainly from your big clubs to your little ones. Mm. You know, in, in general, and you've you've probably got, you know, the exact data for the question I'm going to answer you and I'm not expecting an exact answer. Mm. Um, it is a Tuesday morning after all. Um, but, uh, you know, in general, are there more members of golf clubs as we stand right now than there were before the pandemic kind of hit us, you know, and all the restrictions started. Because it, it, it seems like, especially after the first lockdown last year, the golf clubs went through a big kind of uh, increase in memberships and rightly so as well. You know, people wanted to play golf and joining a golf club was the only way really that you could do that, you know, after we come out of that first lockdown. Um, but yeah, just interested to know whether that's actually the case or not now. Yeah, so if we look at, we, we go, we'll think back to pre-pandemic times. Um, in 2019, Wales Golf saw an increase of just under 900 members across the country, which was the first increase in uh, membership of golf clubs for over a decade. Oh, wow. So it, so it was trending anyway. And then COVID hits and you're looking at maybe three to 4,000 extra golfers as members of clubs in Wales. Wow. Um, you know, if you go back to 2019, that, that 800 number you know, for, for a lot of clubs, that that's two massive clubs in Wales, two mm. 400 member clubs. Whereas now you're looking at, you know, three to 4,000, um, you know, it, it's amazing. I mean, mm. we, we have as Wales golf changed when we collect their affiliation. So those numbers are maybe a little bit skewed um, because of the timing of the year and how membership mm. renewals fall. But on the whole, it's been really, really positive. And there's been more and more clubs and clubs that I've never heard of having waiting lists now um, and restricting the number of visitors. What a turn of events for the industry. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing, really, where it, it kind of almost seems like the clubs themselves have in some regards done quite well from a membership perspective. Uh, there's obviously going to be a lot of clubs like Ashburnham who've suffered massively from a green fee revenue, you know, standpoint. However, then the members themselves, even though we've got, may have more members or other clubs may have more members, you know, it's the members really who have, 
I've actually suffered, <laughs> you know, and, and it, it must be so frustrating. And I, you know, I can resonate with it myself. You know, I'm frustrated that I can't open my shop and get back to coaching and fit in and doing the thing that I love doing every day. Um, but have, have you seen like any differences compared, like, as in, like the clubs are doing quite well, working quite hard. And then you see it from another standpoint then where, you know, you're a member of a golf club as well. And you see kind of the way in which the members think and the way they perceive that the clubs are doing things and Wales golf are doing things. Have you seen a bit of a kind of a, a mismatch there? Yeah, I think it's almost been a bit of a leveler for a lot of, for a lot of members. Mm. Um, expectations now have shifted from maybe the whole package of the club because of restrictions to the focus is golf. Mm. And, and, and I appreciate clubs have all these different elements to it, clubhouses, but the focus at a golf club should always be golf. And yeah. I think the members are more focused on that than ever before. Mm. Um, I don't envy clubs when they have to sort of strike that balance between visitor golf and, and, uh, and, and membership. Um, but boy, it's a nice problem to have because there's a lot yeah. of industries out there that won't have that problem. Mm. Um, they'll be unfortunately towards one end of the scale where, where we're, we're, we're quite nicely positioned, certainly heading into mm. what should be a good summer. Mm. Just out of interest, like what's been for you personally, you know, in your role, what, what's been the the hardest part over the last 12 months, um, you know, about, about working in your role, you know, has it been kind of, you know, the, the last minute decisions or um, the, you know, trying to manage clubs' expectations? What, what would you say has been the toughest bit for you? Personally, I, I feel I've really embraced the challenge. Um, I, I'm, I'm a competitive person, so I, I'm, I'm driven to, to do things. Personally, I've really missed the one-to-one interaction with yeah. clubs. Like, and I know it's not necessarily best use of my time, but actually coming to Ashburnham to see you, to see Damien, to see Di, to see all the team there and, and have a, a discussion in person. Um, I find Zoom Zoom has its benefits, but it is limited. Yeah. Um, from a from an overall perspective, the frustrations frustrations have probably been the lack of probably consistency or the timings of things with Welsh government. Um, from what we've learned to understand is that if you know, well, I joke, but we used to live our, our lives in months, didn't we? Uh, I'm currently living my life in three weekly Welsh government reviews. Um, so, you know, stuff is drip fed on sort of late. Thursday, you'll wake up Friday morning and there'll be um, articles on Wales Online on social media from midnight, one o'clock in the morning. Mm. Then the First Minister is on sort of BBC uh, and ITV News giving an update. And then we don't hear anything till quarter past 12. Mm. Um, or we do hear everything ahead of quarter past 12. But then we can't commit ourselves to anything that's been verbally said in, until it's in black and white on the Welsh government website. Yeah. So until it's written on the website, we can't do anything. So I forget when it was, but there was one incident where we literally didn't get confirmation on the Friday until five, yeah. five. Yeah. I, re- I remember and, it. And and I remember just sat there. I charged my phone three times that day um, <laughs> to get through all the different phone calls <laughs> and the messages and time between sort of five, five half five and say 10 o'clock at night mm. i didn't leave my seat because you yeah. were just constantly hitting phone calls so it, it is that that the timing of how everything's released and mm. i appreciate you know there's never going to be a good time to announce these things but really a friday afternoon for <laughs> st- for businesses to reopen on a monday yeah exactly exactly it's, it's, 
again, I'm lucky. I don't have to worry about opening a business um, and re getting myself ready. But for, for golf clubs in particular, yeah, it's not ideal time. <laughs> so, so, you know, like I'm, I'm assuming based on what you've just said there, that, you know, like Wales golf, as an example, they would get the information at the same time as everybody else gets the information. And then it's down to you guys then to almost interpret that, uh, you know, those restrictions, the guidelines and almost publish that and, you know, set out your guidelines then to the rest of the clubs in Wales. Would that be right? 100%. And and not to get things um, sort of that we're putting all the emphasis on the Welsh government, ultimately there's a, there's a nation at stake here. Um, so we don't expect them to sort of confirm two balls, three balls or um, stable foots and, and greensums, foursomes competitions. We, like you said, we get we get the list of ingredients from Welsh government and we put them together to make the recipe that we send out to clubs. Yeah. Um, and sometimes that can take time. What has been nice moving obviously back towards normal is that they have done a level system. Mm. So our, um, our director of development and CEO have, have mapped out from level four to level three to level two, one, and no restrictions what golf will look like. Yeah. The only thing we're waiting on now is for the government to tell us how quickly we move from level four to level three. Yeah. Um, and if there's any going to be sort of um, speed bumps in the way, on the way. Yeah. So I, I suppose then th- this time around, so anticipating kind of what's going to happen next Friday is just like you said, things will be drip fed through the night. You'll wake up Friday morning, have an idea of what's going on, wait for the first minute to make his announcement. And then you just go, right, we go into this action plan and then, send it out to all the clubs, job done. Whereas maybe in the past, and it must be such a big learning curve for everyone, including the government, in terms of how they deliver the information, how quickly then that businesses have got to respond, that it must have been, rather than having, you know, it being done in stages, like going from level four, level three, level three, level two, which is much easier. And that must have been so difficult before. So, so difficult. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And it was... Obviously, the unknown is the worst thing about it all. Mm. And, and, you know, whilst I might have, in my area, Tom, I've got uh, 48 golf clubs. Mm. Well, probably across those clubs, the average club has got 250 members or so. Mm. I've, I've got 48 phone calls. I appreciate the club managers have got a significant <laughs> amount more. Um, yeah. So you just try and get that data and that information mm. out as soon as we can. And, We've been really lucky. Um, Richard, our CEO, has got a, a fantastic relationship with the sports ministers. And he's, well, I mean, if you talk about leading from the top, our CEO and the whole team have been amazing throughout this. And he's been in constant dialogue with them, pushing the, the benefits of golf, why, you know, justifying why we can be open safely. Um, and he's all, we've also had sort of our director of development in cohort with the sport wales organization mm. which is the organization that provides funding to sport and governs all of sport in wales and they've been in constant dialogue with the ministers about outdoor sports indoor sports high performance sports mm. there's all these meetings that go on throughout the week that are constantly pushing and challenging why you know certain things should or shouldn't be open um and then it all builds up to that Friday afternoon where we don't know what's going to be said. Um, it's, yeah. it's not one way, you know, they, they challenge and we challenge and there's a really good relationship. But ultimately, until we hear it, on, and I know it's quarter past 12 on a Friday, we just don't know. Yeah, yeah. 
It, uh, I, I, don't, I don't envy your job at all, I've got to be honest. Um, you know, it, it must be very, very tough. And, and out of interest, I know you said that you have, um, you know, 48 clubs that you look after. Do you, do you tend to get any interaction, like whether it be through social media, whether it be through people you know at golf clubs, you know, members that, you know, you play with on a regular basis? You know, do, do, do they kind of like pester you and um because i get it like it's almost like a political decision isn't it and, and i feel like often when you when you're talking around politics there's always going to be like differences of opinions um and like i never want to kind of go down that road i just kind of wait for it to happen and just agree with it and just get on with it and just deal you know just deal with what, what i've got in front of me but it, it must be quite difficult for you where even though you've got you know, clubs that you deal with directly, there must be like lots of members that, you know, you get interaction from, whether it be on Facebook groups or anything like that. Yeah. Um, on the whole, social media is, I think, not not talking about golf, has been very polarizing. So mm. one thing goes up, I, I'm like you, Tom, I, I don't know about politics. I don't really want to. Um, there's only so much, um, there's only so much uh, space on the hard drive upstairs. Um <laughs> And exactly. that's taken up with me. That's taken up with me trying to play golf. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's been it's been really difficult. There's been a lot of stuff on social media. Uh, as you said, I'm a keen golfer, whether that's club, mm. county, playing tournaments. Whereas, and, and I joke with them, and and but they sometimes the the way that messages are sent is it's like they think I'm in a WhatsApp group with Mark Drakeford and Boris making the decisions. <laughs> Um, and you, you are in you. You are in you. Uh, well, I, I shouldn't have said it. Um, and, and and whilst you know that'd be that'd be nice and easy to sort golf out, it's, it's just not the reality. And, and yeah. I think some people, you know, anytime there's a little change, whether it was the recent relaxation of going for two households, they say, "Oh, we can play in two balls." Oh, sorry, it's we still got to stay at home. That's the key mm. message. Yeah. Um, and. And then, you know, we get, I get challenged by my friends. Look, you know, all these people are down at, at, at Southern Down on the beach or we're in Swansea. And I'm like, well, they shouldn't be driving. Yeah. And, I, and, and I, you know, and I know it's been really difficult seeing everyone and, and that, but ultimately golf was the first sport back last summer. Mm. If history is anything of a teacher to us, you'd like to think we'll be the same again. Yeah. So we've just got to sit tight and, and be ready to go. Um, because all indications are if we, look over the over the bridge in England they've got quite a clear roadmap now obviously we've done that with our level system mm. we could be back to quite normal life at a golf club fairly soon um, yeah. I just I just hope everyone can just hang on a little bit longer yeah so so like in terms of because I've got to be honest like speaking from from my perspective I I don't look too much at uh, I, I don't even watch the announcements um I just literally wait until uh, I know there's a notification either from Wales Golf, the PGA, and then I act on that. And I don't even know kind of like the intricacies of why golf might not, you know, resume on the 15th, you know, what things need to happen, if it's going to resume on the 15th, whether it's going to come back on the 29th, whether it's going to be April. Um, So from your perspective, like, do you feel like it's possible that, golf could be back on 15th? I, I think, well, the review's the 12th. So I think I would like to think that we could get some indication mm. of what the future lie, it looks like for outdoor sport. And I think 
members listening, that's the sort of phrase we need to look at. Not, yeah. They're not going to say, you know, Ashburnham can open on the 15th or whatever it might be. They're going to yeah. talk about outdoor sport. Um, personally, I've, I'm, I'm a cup, probably two thirds full, um, let alone half. I was hopeful in the last review, yeah. um, all the all the data and stuff indicated that things were push, uh, were working towards that, but wasn't to be. Um, but I would be hopeful um, yeah. that at least in a, a week Friday on the 12th of March, we get an indication of what the future looks like. Yeah. Um, I know in the last review, they spoke about sort of hairdressers and and close contact services. Um, I haven't got that. I haven't got, I haven't got a need for that, Theo. Well, I've only got headphones on, Tom, just to keep the hair under control. Um, uh, but yeah, you know, I, I'd like to think that sport will be in a position to resume at least in line with those, if not yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. It, I, I think, like, from my perspective, like, there's lots of things that I've got to prepare for. And, um, you know, even from a retail perspective, you know, there's orders now which I'm trying to, to get in, which I've placed like a year ago you know, like uh, clothing orders, apparel orders, you know, pre-books. And I, I just hope that at least, you know, that even if we don't open on the 15th or we can't open on the 15th, at least that we could have an indication, like you say, of what the future looks like. And I, I think I think that would, to a degree, be good enough for for a lot of members as well, where even if we're not open on the 15th, we know when you know, we probably are going to be open. Uh, and I just, just hope that is the case really. And um, yeah, if, if they, if they do announce on the 12th that we're open on the 15th, and I, there's going to be a queue, God knows how long outside of bookers, you know, to try and get drinks and chocolates and everything, because I, I've got a fridge full of drinks there, which I've got to throw out. <laughs> They're all out of date. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. I think um, for golf as well, it's not like, and there's nothing against it, but, you know, like a gym, for example, where the kit hasn't been touched, it hasn't grown, it, it hasn't had any sort of rabbit damage or anything yeah, like that, or yeah. birds pecking at it. Whereas, you know, golf, and that's why I think golf clubs, are, I'm so grateful for the work that's been put in, is that we have had some significant ongoing costs and challenges. Mm-hmm. The furlough scheme has been fantastic for the majority of the the UK businesses and that's the only reason that they're still going yeah but if you furlough a greenkeeper or a greens team that grass is still growing yeah Um, exactly it's been even more challenging on them having to manage that that balance and relationship with everything and Mm. we have asked so um uh, a couple of weeks ago before the last review um our chairman uh our ceo and our director of development were virtually face-to-face with the ministers and they did ask for a bit of notice time um, just to give the industry time to prepare we can't just flick a switch and come back yeah we need some time um and and in all and and that goes for obviously the preparation of the golf course but like you said ensuring that the administration behind returning to play golf safely yeah enough time to be put in place whether that's tea bookings um you know you might have to top up the sanitizer um yeah little things like that, get the yep. flags back out. Yeah, it, it all takes time. And like I said, with, with businesses, because ultimately whilst golf clubs are clubs for socialising, they are businesses, they need time to make business decisions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, it, it'll certainly be interesting, Theo. And, um, you know, thank you for being so honest there as well. It's uh, Hopefully that'll, that'll be a nice insight into kind of what goes on behind the scenes for, for a lot of members. Um, are, are there any other kind of like 
decisions or situations that you find yourself in which you know are quite difficult you know through through all of this that I haven't really perhaps I haven't thought of or or mentioned at all probably just giving clubs bad news yeah it's not been nice Mm. um I'm I'm a personable person I like you know I don't just see it as as work I see it as as friendships you know take some of yourself with my own golf and just you know you know, obviously we've got friends and you're training and stuff, you know, I've, you know, I've, we're not just a, that work relationship. Yeah. So it has been, it's been on one hand, fantastic to build relationships throughout this lockdown. Um, speak to Damien <laughs> a couple of times a week. Um, and I enjoy those interactions and it's been very hard to give people like that bad news when you know yeah. how hard they're working mm. to keep members informed, to, to balance the books, to do all those things and then say, it's bad news this week. Um, um you know, I, I I can imagine there's there's clubs out there that can't wait not to hear from me for a few weeks because they're open and they just crack on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I th- I think that's the hope as well from from inside our club is that you know when when we do open that you know we're open fully uh, in, in terms of not necessarily I don't think anyone's expecting you know the bar to be open and the clubhouse to be open straight away, but at least. You know, if we can if we can open, we can get back to four balls. You know, we can get a decent amount of people on the golf course. Fingers crossed. There's not too much restrictions around traveling, so we can get some some green fee revenue and guests in and stuff. But we'll see little steps, I guess. And um, as long as we can get the members back on the golf course to start off with, and you know, there's there almost seems no limits for them to play as well. Whereas you know, yeah. if it is one or two balls, then there's going to be even limits around how many times you know we can we can fit everyone in uh, you know per week. So let's just hope I that think, yeah we're we're in that situation. I think on that point, Tom, as well on return to golf. Obviously, Wales Golf we're a union of clubs. Mm. We we look to represent you to do the best that we can for golf in Wales. So one, we never want golf to be shut and. Two, we'll take it if we're back in ones and twos. Yeah. But naturally, we want as many people back playing as safely as possible, yeah. as soon as possible. Um, yeah. So we've been obviously shooting for the stars um, to try and get four balls and everything back. Um, we'll just wait and see on yeah. the week Friday. Yeah, fingers fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. And I, th- I think I think all golfers, even outside of Ashburnham, are just looking forward to that day where they can go out and they can go in the bar afterwards sit down with a bunch of boys or you know girls around the table and just just have a nice drink after a round of golf or many a drink and just get back to normal and let's uh, let's hope that we're, we're on that road to uh, to that situation oh definitely i think probably this pandemic for me personally as i said i'm, I'm a competitive golfer um but probably the pandemic has shown me the power of the social side of golf yeah um, it's been the you know when we were open it was the vehicle to see my friends yeah, um, yeah. rather than it being the vehicle to try and beat them yeah uh, <laughs> uh, 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 and get them to buy lunch it's been the vehicle to be social to yeah. see friends um, you know I remember that first game back there was no expectation mm. it was it was just fun I had no no real um, idea of what I was going to do or where the ball was going but even less idea than normal um <laughs> And it was just a lovely way to see people. Yeah. So um, we, as Wales Golf, we know how important that is to everyone. Yeah. Um, and we know that in Wales, there's you know nearly 50,000 members of golf clubs. Golf can serve as a physical activity, as that mental health um, support mechanism for 50,000 people. And in Wales, that's a huge chunk of the population. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
so yeah, fingers crossed it won't be much longer. Yeah, yeah, and and I, th- I think as well as as much as it's a huge part, um, you know, for for the population, and there's a big chunk of the population that are playing golf. I think if if you look at you know, especially a lot of members here who might play, let's say a couple of times in the week, maybe on the weekend, mm. you know, that actually takes up a lot of time of their week, you know, and mm. you know to replace that with something else and put on top, you know, a lot of other restrictions in terms of you can't go here, you can't go there, you know, you shouldn't leave the house kind of thing. It's it's just difficult for everyone, even outside of golf, isn't it? And um, mm. yeah, just so looking forward to getting back to, I know it keep, everyone keeps on saying it, but some form of normality. Oh, I can't wait to, and I can get in the car and come down for a fitting. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's top on, that's, that's high on the priority list when we're back open, Tom. I can't remember when, when I seen you last. It would have been beginning of last year, maybe, was it? I think beginning of last year, yeah, probably, yeah. Did yeah. I, I can't remember if I fit to you for irons or do we just have a checkup on Loft and Lies and everything? Yeah, we had a checkup. That's um, it. I, I need a new driver. Ah, uh, dear. <laughs> yeah. What? what so, uh, remind me what driver you got in the bag. Well, I had an M1, and that that cracked after lockdown. Oh, um, really? So that's that's another consequence of not playing golf. Not <laughs> being hit. Um, so I've got an old uh, SLDR in the bag at the minute, but that's that's falling apart as well. Oh, so, really? Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting down and uh, and uh, and jumping in the studio. Yeah, there's some um, some nice products like this year. It's, it's, I'm quite excited. Um, like be, being honest it's taken me a couple of years just to kind of get into a lot of the products as well like coming from just working for TaylorMade and then all of a sudden having all of these products available for me to fit and I know we're going down a rabbit hole here but whatever uh, we'll go yeah. there anyway <laughs> but um this year especially and I'm not just saying it because you know we've been close for two months but the Callaway kit looks really good. TaylorMade kit looks really good. I know the Titleist driver performs really well. Excited to see what the Ping driver is going to be like. Mm-hmm. That's coming out pretty shortly. Um, yeah, it's going to it's going to be a good year for products because there's a, there's a lot of good good products on the market this year. And um, yeah, I think fittings are going to take a little bit longer. They they always do if there's good products, you know. Um, whereas if there's maybe like a couple of dodgy products in there, like I know Callaway have been guilty on occasions of bringing out you know a dodgy product line every now and again but you know they've been really stable over the last couple of years um but uh yeah yeah i'm excited proper excited and that little rabbit hole how nice is it just to talk about golf stuff i know like, i know just golf chat I know, it's not you know, know. covid or welsh yeah. government or anything it's yeah yeah it just brings a smile to your face doesn't it yeah. when you talk about anything other than than the norm yeah yeah it's um it it, it is nice and you know, as as much as I've been quite lucky in a way to spend loads of time with you know my little girl and um, you know obviously being at home a lot, you know I'm desperate to get back to work and um, you know just see people, fit people, help them with their games, you know, and um, it, it's it, in a way it's kind of been really refreshing to go through this period of not being able to work because it's ne- it's never happened, you know, since I was you know, 16 years old, I've been working and just to sit back for a little while, you know, just think, I actually really like my job, <laughs> you know, and I I, th- I think it's quite easy to forget that sometimes, you know, when you're in that daily kind of routine of, 
you know, just being busy, 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 busy. You just actually forget that actually I, I'm, I'm in this because I wanted to be in it, you know, and uh, I enjoy helping people and I enjoy seeing, you know, people's face when I change a setting on their driver or, I, you know, I give them a little tip with their swing or whatever it is, you know, and it helps them play golf and it's, um, it's very rewarding and I, I, I can't wait to get back to it. And especially the junior coaching like that's one thing i'm really excited to get back because i feel like the juniors have missed out a hell of a lot through this i i, I agree i think for ashburn as a whole what an exciting time as well um obviously you know you've been there a couple of years now the facilities are improving year on year yeah. you know you know with the par three course that will be done at some you know when the grass grows yeah um you know i, I was i saw a couple of the youtube videos dan hendrickson and mm. you know i was I, I was texting damien straight away saying well one i hope he got royalties for his appearances <laughs> um but also like how could the tees look you yeah. know i know it was um whenever it was it was i think we hadn't had much good weather at the time no. the tees looked amazing and yeah. the new tees and so i think the club has got you know fantastic opportunities now and yeah i can't wait to you know to get probably around a virtual table but to talk about junior programs with you and the certainly the ladies beginners and give you more crazy ideas like nerf gun warm-ups and stuff <laughs> that went down really well by the way um and, and I, I completely took that as my own idea um <laughs> i'm giving you no credit for it whatsoever <laughs> oh, but it's just it, it, it's just fun isn't it it's just one of those things where you know, the, the kids loved it. The do, do, do you know something, it. right? When, when you said that to me, I was like, Nerf gun warm-up. So I was expecting now, right, like the kids to turn up with, you know, these little kind of like pistols, you know, with these little things. There, there was one one kid um, turned up and uh, it's De- Devlin Leach's his boy, uh, Jet, right? He turned up with this, this Nerf gun. And honestly, it, it was almost the size of my van. And, you know, it was like a semi-automatic Nerf gun. He was an absolute demon on that Nerf gun. <laughs> but they they loved it. Absolutely loved it. Um, it, it was so good. And, like, we, we, we started to get into a bit of a routine from a social perspective with the juniors as well, where we were planning, you know, taking them go-karting, paintballing. Um, we had taken them to... Uh, the oh, what's that place called in Cardiff? Um, oh, treetops. Treetops. Yeah, we we took them to treetops. You know, Christmas time a couple of years ago, and um, you know, thanks to your recommendations, it, that that it, it makes such a big difference, isn't it? You know, to to junior golf, and I, I wish wish almost I had that when I was a junior. Uh, do you know what, Tom? I think that's that sums up perfectly. I think part of my role is to help with junior golf, and I mm. and I had a fantastic upbringing in junior golf. They they're all my friends. Yeah, you know, my friends up who I went to school with. I am. If you cut me in half, I look like a pro V. Okay, I, 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 I golf, golf through and through, and and to you know nowadays, what can you do with juniors? Well, yeah. stuff like that is, yeah. you know, because again, like whilst we're all here for the golf, it's not just about the golf, no, is it? No, exactly. And I, and I think I think on occasions as well, and I've probably been guilty about this in the past. Is like, you know, to a degree, is just thinking that junior coaching is about. Uh, you know, making juniors as as good as they possibly can be at golf, and and really, you know, it goes a lot deeper than that because just like you said, you know, you're surrounded by you know, I'm assuming a great bunch of mates now, all because of playing golf, and it's the same for me. I, I think of you know some of the trips that I've been on, stag do's, you know, uh, random trips to go and play golf places, you know, with people not so much that I've never met before, but not even like my close mates, and you build such good relationships over the years. And 
And the, the one thing as well, which I, I'm always quite like interested on, is whether some junior coaching actually benefits juniors kind of later down the line, you know, when maybe they'd be in a job and they can create a relationship with, you know, somebody who they would never have been able to create a relationship with before because they can play golf and they can talk a little bit about golf, you know, and they can join a conversation. And it, it does go way, way deeper than just, you know, how, how, how many shots can you get, you know, uh, on a scorecard and how low can you get your your score? And it's um, it's a fantastic sport for, for juniors. It really is. Oh, those skills for life. Um, oh, you know, as a junior, as a junior, you you're always in the minority of the club. You're never going to have a club of say four, five hundred members, and then four, five hundred juniors alongside. Yeah. It just doesn't happen. Um, so you get used to being able to hold a conversation with someone that's a bit older yeah. than you. Yeah. Um, and those sorts of things, being able to introduce yourself, be able to hold a conversation, and just just talk. Yeah. Um, you, you see it as you as you progress through, and you see all your friends and stuff. It, you stand out a little bit yeah, because you can it's not you can just have that probably higher level conversation with someone yeah. because you've been doing it for so long and, yeah. um, and again because you're at a golf club you meet so many interesting people from all different walks of life the life the life experience is massive yeah it is it really is awesome well let, let, let's hope Theo that all of our plans our master plan can um can go ahead this year and at some point this year we'll be back to normal and um, playing competitive golf enjoying ourselves having a drink after uh, a round of golf and I look forward to seeing you down here as well maybe maybe we'll have a game I can dust my clubs off there's about four inches of dust on them but um, but yeah that'd be quite nice well oh, absolutely and um, I, I've, well, I've probably cleaned my clubs about five times in this last lockdown <laughs> yeah, I'm just just ready to go but I, I, I do um, I do really look forward to coming back down um, I've, I've been very lucky to engage so heavily with Damien uh, and the board um, you know supporting him from just weekly meetings to, to the AGM uh, a few months back I can't wait to get down there um, yeah. always enjoyed coming down to Ash to, to see everyone there's, there's fantastic people at the club from top to bottom um, from sort of club staff to the pro shop um, and yeah fingers crossed it won't be too long Awesome. Theo, I want to say a massive thank you for your time. I'm so, so grateful. We've uh, nailed almost 45 minutes there. It feels like we've done about five minutes, but um, yeah, that's almost been 45 minutes. So fingers crossed, all of the members listening, you know, they, they'll be able to take uh, a lot from that. And it's, it's so interesting to hear what goes into a lot of these decisions and, you know, some of the things that you guys have got to deal with. And um, yeah, I think you're doing a great job. And uh, like I say, fingers crossed, we'll be back to normal soon. Yeah. Cheers, Tom. Thank you. And uh, always happy to come on and, and give any updates anytime. Top man. I appreciate it. Cheers, Theo. Cheers, Tom. <laughs>